Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. How do you go about acknowledging the good work that your staff does? Is it transparent and is it fair? If not, you might have a team of resentful workers who don't care about an honest performance if you're not honest yourself. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Karen Gately of Corporate Dojo has been advising businesses for years on implementing recognition and rewards programs. And it's something, she says, which should involve input from everyone in the organisation. And that includes what remuneration looks like. First, Chris Ashmore asks Karen, what is the purpose of a recognition and rewards program? I think it's about leaving people feeling like they are appreciated ultimately and that the role that they are playing matters. So I think when human beings believe that there is purpose in their work and somebody notices that and is grateful for the level of their contribution, they're entirely more likely to feel that strong sense of belonging, to feel fairly treated. So it's going to have a positive impact on relationships. And you know, ultimately what it ends up doing is influences people's ability to feel connected with their job and engaged with the organisation. So you know, obviously one moment of recognition just gives somebody good energy in this moment, but ultimately, you know, it can be a big part of the glue that keeps them with the business. Mm -hmm. And it's important that everybody in the organisation is rewarded, recognised and rewarded, not just those that bring the money in, the salespeople or whoever. Well, that's right. You know, I think sometimes success and achievement is more visible or easier to see in certain roles. So if we're lazy about it, we can just rely on, okay, well, what's obvious and just reward and recognise those contributions. So obviously with salespeople, often there's a sales target. It's quite visible in terms of how we're tracking toward it. So when the moment arrives and we have the success, then it can be very easy to acknowledge that and to say thank you. Sometimes though, the quiet achievers in the business, the people who are maintaining standards or operating in ways that make your customer experience go smoothly. You know, sometimes those things are harder to see unless you choose to stop and, and look for them. So it is about understanding what are all of those key drivers to our success as a business, who's making what happen, and then being fair in how much attention we pay toward those achievements, but then also obviously the rewards that come from it. And recognition and rewards, they're often a top-down process. Is it important, do you think, that staff participate in these kinds of programs? Yeah, absolutely I do. I think there's a great opportunity. You know, there's a couple of impacts that it has on the culture of an organisation and the engagement of a team. When we actually say to the team, who do you think deserves to have acknowledgement or recognition, it causes those people to look around and to observe. So to actually think about, well, what is the standard and where are the examples that I can see that happening? So it has a reinforcing impact in maintaining that clarity in everyone's minds. But it also makes it very visible that we are looking to reward and recognise the right things. So, you know, when people are actively engaged in nominating their peers, for example, or, or highlighting examples of success, then 
they're more likely to have confidence that we are at least considering the right things. And what are the right things? They're not just the KPIs or the sales targets. Yeah, that's right. So we want to clearly reward the outcomes, so the standards and the extent to which people deliver on those objectives that have been set. So that is important. But equally important is rewarding and recognising the approaches, the mindsets, the behaviours that allow those outcomes to be possible, but also that allow the rest of the team to be successful. So, you know, in my mind, setting hurdles is important for reward and incentive schemes that are based on behaviour. Is there somebody who is operating as a great member of our team? And then obviously, all the way through to having reward programs programs or recognition programs that are centred around being a cultural champion, for example. So recognising those who bring an approach or character, a set of character traits that allow us all to thrive. So, you know, as you say, the outcomes are important. The KPIs are a a common go-to place when we think about what we should reward. We can actually measure it often. It's tangible but we also need to see what are those things that ultimately input toward that success that we're creating. What about long service leave? Should that be rewarded? And how would you define a long service? Well, obviously, actual long service leave is defined by legislation in various jurisdictions. So it's important that you do as an employer understand, okay, what are people entitled to? But fundamentally, long service is about acknowledging those who have been part of the journey for an extended period of time. So, you know, people obviously have an entitlement to to access their long service leave. And I think it's something that, you know, can be a great reward, opportunity to recharge, refresh, you know, step out of the workforce for your 12 weeks or whatever it is that you're entitled to. And yeah, just regroup before coming back into the the next phase of your employment with the employer. So, you know, I think we should see that absolutely as a positive milestone in people's careers. When it comes to remuneration, how should the business owner approach that with the employees? Well, I think it starts with actually understanding the landscape, you know, so having a really clear view of what does your industry typically pay for similar roles that you have in your business. Once you actually understand, you know, where within that market range you're paying somebody, you know, it's a good starting point to be able to then have healthy conversations and useful conversations with people about their pay levels. So clearly for people to feel that they are being fairly rewarded and recognised, their pay is going to be part of that. Clearly it's not all financial reward, but it is a significant part of it for many people. So we need to, as a starting point, be able to articulate why we're confident that what we're paying is appropriately in line with both their talent and their contribution and obviously what they bring to the role from an experience perspective as well as an impact perspective. So be educated and then be fair. You know, know what level within the market you want to be paying toward people or for people who are making a significant contribution to your business. The research apparently has it that a lot of employees would ditch, say, a pay rise or other types of remuneration if they could work from home. What's your understanding about that? Yeah, look, I think that people weigh up a lot of different factors when they decide what they'll work for. You know, I think 
having flexible work practices has always been, well, for a long time anyway, has been something that the demand has been growing. Obviously, that is well and truly here now. So to be able to maintain balance, to have a pace and way of living that means it's easier to keep up with the demands of life, then people will give up some of their income to have that. So I think, you know, people are looking for what can my employer offer, both in terms of salary? Is it the type of cultural environment that is going to treat me fairly and is going to be rewarding in of itself and, you know, give fair recognition? You know, so then things like what can I actually access in terms of conditions of employment? And so, aside from wages, are there other benefits that employers can give to remunerate employees? Yeah, well, I think obviously there's base pay, as we're saying, let's be competitive around that. We can have incentive schemes where we're helping people to share in the upside, you know, so that might be bonus payments or, you know, profit share. Obviously, there's a lot of different ways in which you can share with people what it is you're ultimately able to create. But then, as we've been saying, you know, just having the thank you, the pat on the back, that acknowledgement is a big part of leaving people feeling appreciated. So it doesn't all have to be monetary-based rewards. Obviously, there's things like gifts, gift cards, movie tickets, those sorts of things that we've been using for a long time as well. So, you know, if it is a financially-based reward, it doesn't have to be an expensive one. So I think, you know, it's about really thinking about what do we want to acknowledge? What do we want to say thank you for? And what's the most appropriate way of doing that so it has a positive impact on that individual's sense of of feeling appreciated and aligned to what they would see as being competitive with what another employer would do? Well, finally, any mistakes business owners should avoid when it comes to reward and recognition schemes? Well, I think, you know, the one that immediately comes to mind is often employers will say to me, oh, but I am very grateful, you know, and, and they've certainly had good intention in terms of what's going through their mind, but they haven't always communicated. They haven't always actually just said the simple thank yous so that that acknowledgement is really visible. And, you know, I think another big mistake is to not actually engage with our workforce to make the way in which we reward and recognise people you know, secret squirrel business that happens in the back room. And um, therefore, you know, it leaves people feeling like, well, I don't know what goes into this formula. So how do I know whether or not it's actually fair or reasonable? So yeah, a bit of transparency, a bit of engagement with the team around what they believe can go a long way to coming up with the right approaches that people do appreciate. That was Corporate Dojo CEO, Karen Gately. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast. Producers are Nick Schildberger, Chris Ashmore, Jeff Waters and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more Be Daily next week. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.